0: The Song of the Lord. Can I give you a preview of next Sunday? We finish it up next Sunday, and we're going to finish it up with what I'm calling an interactive worship sermon. For the past four weeks, we've looked at four different classic hymns of the church. But next Sunday, we are going to go into the book of Revelation and look at some of the hymns we're going to sing in heaven. And it's going to be interactive I hope that goes over, because in in the book of Revelation, there were some antiphonal praises. Uh, Some of the angels over here, some of the angels over there. There were singing praises, there were speaking praises. So we're going to look at some of the hymns that are actually sung in heaven from the scripture, and we're going to do it. So you're either going to love it, or you're going to say, thank God he only does those interactive ones once a year because... Okay, so that's next week, and this is the truth. So yesterday I met Burger King while Kim was here fixing sandwiches, and I was uh, studying, and I started writing the outline for next week. I, I'm in Burger King. Picture it. I've got everything spread out on my little table. They know me now there. That's like my spot. I'm like, I kid you not. Mmm, mm. I'm like, Daryl, Daryl, calm down, calm down. But it was so good. It was so good. I was so excited. So next Sunday, we conclude this series, The Song of the Lord. But our springboard text for this sermon series has been Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. It's here on your screen. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, Singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And that's what we've been doing for four weeks. We've taken four of the great hymns of the church, and we have taught and admonished one another through these hymns. Last week, one of the all-time classics, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. And we began talking about grace. And we we learned that a simple definition for grace can be found in the acrostic, G-R-A-C-E, God's Riches at Christ's Expense. I learned that when I was a freshman in Bible school, and it is still real, and it's still vibrant for me. Grace, what is it? God's riches at Christ's expense. And last week, again, I'm reviewing very quickly, we looked at two of the plethora of aspects of God's grace. Justifying grace, which we defined last week as made right with God. It's a one-time thing, a done deal. It's the amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me i once was lost but now i'm found was blind but now i see it happened and i have i have the righteousness of god and we began talking about the second aspect sanctifying grace which we defined as becoming holy becoming like jesus that it's a progressive on Ongoing, lifelong work of the Holy Spirit's grace that brought me safe thus far and grace that will lead me home. On the cover of your bulletin, there's a scripture from 1 John 2.6. It says, the one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. That's a great definition of sanctifying grace, walking and living like Jesus lived but how do we do it? Come on, Pastor Parker. Don't tell me I should walk like Jesus walked and not tell me how to do it. I'm glad you said that. So this is what we're going to talk about today. How do I become more like Jesus? How do I learn to walk just as he walked? We learned last week, and we finished with this, that it is not, it is not Contrary to what some people within the Christian church would say, it is not a bunch of religious rules, the do's and don'ts. Paul made it very clear when he wrote to the Colossian believers. He said this, Why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch, all of those Jewish rules that they had to obey? Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. (laughs) (laughs) Been there this list of religious rules, do's and don'ts, without the quickening of the Holy Spirit, without the quickening of the Holy Spirit, they don't work. When he was writing to the believers in the church in the provinces of Galatia, he wrote these words, after starting your Christian lives in the spirit, they'd experienced that justifying grace, they'd been made right with God, me find it? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Human effort. A bunch of rules, do's and don'ts, and this. It doesn't work without the quickening of the Holy Spirit. And I love Hebrews 13, 9. It says this. Your strength. Matter of fact, it's right there, right? Can we read this together? This is a good one. Well, they're all good. All right, Hebrews 13, 9. Let's read it together. Your strength comes from God's grace and not from rules, which don't help those who follow them. Hmm. So this sanctifying grace is not a list of rules of do's and don'ts without the Holy Spirit. What it is we learned last week, and then we're ready for new stuff, it requires a joint effort, a joint effort, the Holy Spirit and us working together. It's a joint effort, the Holy Spirit and us working together. It is God... Remember, when we become a believer, the Holy Spirit literally comes to dwell within us, and we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. It is God who is working in you, God the Holy Spirit, both to will, want to, and work according to his good pleasure. He, it is he working in us and with us and helping us to become more like Jesus. Uh Two weeks from Tuesday. So next Sunday, we finish this sermon. And then the week after that, the fifth Sunday of this month, which is also Potluck Sunday, uh, we're going to begin a new sermon series on the book of Psalms. In the month of August, we're going to go through the book of Psalms. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, 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 but for those who are interested and want more, on Tuesday evenings, we're going to have a dinner from a dinner for one hour, and then afterwards we're gonna have an interactive, I can't remember if it's six to seven and seven to eight, or five to six and six to seven. Uh, but, and, um, and, you, and we're gonna talk about the Psalms, and, and we'll learn more about it in two weeks. I'll, I'll get us ready for it. But after that, if after that five weeks, dun dun dun, if everything goes well, the next Tuesday night study will be this book, Praying Through the Names of God one of the ways that God reveals himself to us is through his names in the scripture, especially his covenant names. And on your notes, one of the covenant names of God, you can really uh, uh, impress your friends tomorrow. You can say, oh, I learned a little Hebrew yesterday. The word is Jehovah Makedeshkum. Jehovah Makedeshkum. No, I'm not speaking in tongues. Jehovah Makedeshkum means the lord who sanctifies l capital l capital o capital r capital d whenever in the scriptures you see capital l capital o capital r capital d that is the covenant name of god jehovah lord and here he is the lord who sanctifies in exodus chapter 3 31 verse 13 he says know that i am the lord who sanctifies you he is the Lord who makes us holy it is him working within us to sanctify us but once again we're working together so how does that work and you know what uh, we do have some guests here this morning um, one of my dear friends I in many ways aspire to be like him is Jim Teal I went to his hunt that's him right there hey Jim wave just wave real quick There he is. All right, that's Jim. I just went to his 100th birthday. 100th. I know. Hey. Yes. And uh, he served our country during World War II on a PT boat, PT 115, and defended our uh, freedom. But anyways, why did I go? Oh, so Jim's 100. You could ask Jim, Jim, you've reached 100 years old. Or you could ask his wife, is Jim holy and perfect and sanctified now? And she would tell you, no, he is not. You could ask him, I've been a Christian for 60 years. You could ask Kim, it must. you could say, oh honey, Kim, it must be so nice being married to a man of God. Oh, well, that's probably not what she'd say. No, no. <laughs> she'd say she loves me, but uh, we'll leave it at that. Because this is an ongoing, lifelong thing, becoming more like Jesus. And that, so let's talk about this morning, and may I begin with this kingdom principle on your notes. Important, important, important in any aspect of God's grace in your life. Kingdom principle, humility is a prerequisite. Humility is a prerequisite. In a moment, we're gonna look on your notes at six practical ways that we can cooperate with the Holy Spirit, that we can cooperate with the Holy Spirit. It's not a list of do's and don'ts, but it's how we can, what we can do our part to become more like Jesus. It is not six easy steps to holiness. It is not. Be very careful of any preacher who says to you, do this, 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 and bingo, God will respond. God is not a trained dog, that he has to do what we say. God is God. God is supreme. God is sovereign. God is the Almighty One. We are the created ones. And so we're not saying six easy steps, bing, 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 because that would be a form of pride. Well, I did this, and I did that, and I prayed, and I read my Bible, I even put some money in the offering plate. I must be going to really be like Jesus. No, it doesn't work that way. It starts with humility. Look at these verses that that follow along as I read them. James 4, 6 to 8. He gives even more grace to stand against such evil desires. Oh, I need that one. I need grace to stand against evil desires. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. When we come to him like, oh. (laughs) No. When we pray, what do we do? We bow our heads. Why do we bow our heads? Because we are humbling ourselves before God. I know. All of you can I declare my weakness. I declare my dependency upon him. And we need him in our meetings to do his eternal work. Prerequisite for receiving God's grace, for becoming more like Jesus, is humility. Peter wrote it this way. All of you serve each other in humility. For, once again, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty hand of god power of god and at the right time he will lift you up humble yourselves everything we're going to talk about this morning anything in the kingdom of god remember remember we talked about last week earned grace is an oxymoron you can't earn grace it's all grace it's given to us and a prerequisite for receiving it is to humble ourselves from the, for those of you from my generation who remember the living bible from the 70s probably the second verse i memorized or the third verse i memorized from the living bible was matthew 5:3 blessed are those who recognize their own spiritual poverty that spiritually without the grace of god and the shed blood of jesus i am nothing i am bankrupt but we're blessed when we recognize and we confess and we humble. Matter of fact, let's be honest. I didn't choose this prayer of confession, but that was a very humbling prayer. Wow, wow. But it was a prayer where we humbled ourselves before God. Okay? On your notes, next thing. I must humble myself before God. I must humble myself before God. But when I've done that, when I've met that prerequisite, now what is my part in becoming more like Jesus? One on your notes. I will be in the word. I will be in the word. I will be in the word. It is a choice of my will. The night before Jesus died, that that evening when he was in the garden, John 17, we have his great high priestly prayer. It's divided in three parts. The first part he prayed for himself and he asked God the Father to give him strength for what he knew was coming. The second part he prayed for his eleven friends who were gonna go through hell on earth. And the third part he prayed for us. And you know what he prayed for his friends and for us when he knew they were gonna go through a difficult time and it was gonna be hard to live that life that was pleasing to him? He prayed these words: Sanctify, make them holy more like me how by the truth your word is truth it doesn't get much clearer than that my one of the things in my part of becoming more like Jesus i must be in the word look what peter wrote peter that one who was so close to Jesus was he, when he was here on earth when he wrote he said <clears throat> he has given us great and precious promises these are the promises that enable you, enable me to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Does it get any clearer than that? Matter of fact, let's read this one together. Can we read it together? Let's go. One, two. He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Amen. One of the purposes of God, the spirit of God takes the word of God, breathes life into it and breathes life into us and he gives us strength to overcome. Uh, Psalm 119.9. I almost brought my old Bible. I have a Bible that's about 11 years old. So when I got it, I was in my 50s. But Psalm 119:9 says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. For many years in pencil, above young, I'd write middle-aged. How can a middle-aged man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. If I brought that Bible to you today, in pencil it says, how can an old man keep his way pure? It's the same principle. We keep our lives pure by being in the word of God. Your word, have I treasured it in my heart that I might not sin against you. Amen? Look at this quote. The word of God will keep you from sin, and sin will keep you from the word of God. That was pretty good. Oh pastor, I struggle, I struggle, I struggle. I have high blood pressure. As far as I know, that's the only thing that's wrong with me physically. And so, and I prayed, I tried to do the diet thing. I still have high blood pressure. So I take that little pill and I say, thank you Jesus for this medicine, and I take it every morning. And it keeps my blood pressure down. I struggle to live a life that's like Jesus. I take his word and I put it in my heart and he ministers grace to me. But it's not enough to just read his word, be in his word. Part 1B, I will do his word. It doesn't do any good if you come to church on Sunday and you take notes and you're really going with it. And then you go out there and it's like, we have to do it. Remember the story? The wise man built his house upon the rock wise man built his house on rock. Wise man built, okay, that comes from Matthew chapter 20, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 and 27, and sometimes we don't know what that's talking about in context. Look what it says. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them It's not just enough to come to church and hear the Bible or read your Bible every day. If you don't do it, if it doesn't change your life, you're like a man who looks in the mirror and then walks away and his hair looks like Boris Yeltsin. Somebody asked me this week, Pastor, are you going for the Boris Yeltsin look? So this morning before I came to church, I brushed that down, I grabbed that hairspray, and it is glued down. It ain't flowing today. So, but... Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house, yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. He heard it and did it. But look at the man who built his house on the sand. Everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them I'm talking about non-Christians. It's talking about people who hear the word, but don't do anything about it. He'll be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed. That was my favorite part of the song when I was a little kid. And the house on the sand went smash. That was always my favorite part. All right, who cares? It collapsed with a great crash. It's not enough to just read the word. You have to do it. Number two. In the second thing, remember, remember, please don't think this is six easy steps to be more like Jesus. It is not. These are things that as the Holy Spirit works in us. This is our part to become like Jesus. Number two, I will pray. I will pray. Hebrews 4, 16. Let us come boldly. There is such a thing as humble boldness. Because we realize we can come to his throne because of what Jesus has done of our gracious God. The King James Version says the throne of grace. We're talking about grace. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. We come to the throne of God. We pray. That's one of the ways we humble ourselves. God, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I need your help. And I cry out to you and I ask you that I will find grace to help me when I need it the most. Amen. Amen. Matthew 26:41. Jesus knew that walking as he did was not going to be easy. That living a sanctified life would not be easy for his friends once he left them. So what did he say to them? Pray. So that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That would be me. I'm like that Romans 7 that we read last week. I love God's word with all my heart, but sometimes I do what I don't want to do and don't do what I want to do. I pray. I pray. I pray. I pray. I'm going to move quickly here. Uh, the next one, part 3A. The next three are all to do with the Holy Spirit. I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts it's 1.8. The, it's the verse, I think it's over here. We put it up here this week. It's Lorraine's key verse for the, the Tuesday Noon Ladies Bible Study. But you will receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit is come upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit is available to us as believers. Yes, in context, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it's talking about power to witness, power to share our faith, power for the church to be established. But as you read through scriptures, for example, if you go to 2 Corinthians 3.18, it also talks about prayer. 2 Corinthians Corinthians 3.18, And the Lord, who is the Spirit, we are Trinitarians, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my love, my God. I pour at thy feet its treasure store. But what does that look like? We pray, we humble ourselves, and we ask him to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Now let's 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 talk here. Maybe sometime in the future we'll do a sermon series on the holy spirit because what's so sad is that something that's meant to empower us this infilling of the holy spirit has divided the christian church for a long time what does that look like here's what i say jesus said if you being earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give the holy spirit to those who ask if you ask him for an egg will he give you a scorpion if you ask him for bread or will he give you a snake no I say this, so we look at the message this morning. I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I know I want it. I want all of you that I can have. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if I ask you for that, that's what you're gonna give me by faith, regardless of if you have some emotional, ecstatic experience or not. When we in faith ask him to give us the Holy Spirit, he will because he's a good, good father. Who loves to give to us? Amen? Amen. Romans 8, 26. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. Okay, let's have one moment of honesty. Think about it, you people at home, too. How many of you have had a hard time praying? Well, there's one honest person in the boat to me again. I do. Wait a minute. I love God with all my heart. I fall asleep praying a lot. I do. I mean, it might have something to do with taking my place on my face. Oh, oh. But I ask the Holy Spirit to help me. The whole, it's Romans 8.26, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. Because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes with us. We are to be filled with the Holy Spirit and pray. Next one, 3B, I will daily walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5, 16 and 25, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let me give you a visual example of what that looks like, Louise. Louise. was pretty and you know what but I and she said what, what, what if I get up there and, and we bumped into each other that happens to all that would have been a great lesson too sometimes we try to walk in the spirit and it's like boom 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 he knows our hearts he knows our hearts and I'm trying my best to walk in the Spirit. I fall sometimes, but remember that verse from Psalm 37, 24 last week. Though I fall, it will not be fatal, for the Lord upholds me with a strong right hand. So we're going to try to walk in the Spirit and do the best we can. Um, part 3C, what's the third thing, part of that we can do? I will allow him to produce his fruit in me. It says, my, at the top of your notes, my part in becoming more like Jesus. I need to replace the parts that are not like Jesus with things and character traits that are like Jesus. That would be a great definition for the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.23, and if you read it in context, just before it is the fruit of the flesh. But this is when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and we ask him to fill us and tell him we want to walk in, in close relationship with him. We pray for this. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your lives, our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That would be what becoming more like Jesus looks like. But can I give you a little pastoral word of advice here? If you ask, let's say you pick one, like, Lord, I'm gonna pick this one. Work the fruit of patience in my life t- this week. You watch, because this happened to me yesterday. I'm at the corner of, of Los Filtros by Santa Maria shopping center and there's a, a green left hand turning light to turn left. It doesn't stay green very long. And there was a person in front of me and I was the second person and they were texting on their phone. I think they were, because they were and that little light was the arrow was green. I did. I waited a few seconds and then I tooted my horn, but it was a nice honk. Toot, toot. You know it wasn't. <clears throat> but by the time the person came to, it was too late and I missed the light. I was asking the Lord to manifest patience in my life. Have you ever gone to those self-checkout lanes at Amigo? And, oh, it's short. I'm going to get in this line. And then the person in front of you decides there's something that they don't want. And they have to call the person who works there. And she takes forever to come. And, you're, and then you're watching the people in the line over there. Patience. Patience. If you, I, I'm, I'm telling you. If you pray and ask God to manifest the fruit of the Spirit in your life, watch because your life is going to give you circumstances that give you an opportunity to produce it. You may stop praying for some of those. Hopefully not. Next one. Let's move right along. We're going we're to wrap this up. I will put on the whole armor of God. Every piece. This would be another whole sermon series. Putting on the whole armor of God. When Paul wrote this, to the Ephesians. He was in a Roman prison. He was surrounded by the Roman guards. And the time he wrote this, most of the known world at that time was under Roman occupation. They would be familiar with the military uniform, the armor of the Roman soldiers. Now to some of us today, it's like the breastplate of righteousness and my feet shod with a gospel of peace. It's it's a little harder for us. That's a whole other sermon series. But, but it is part of being like him, putting on the whole armor of God. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be, so that, so that, why should I do this? So that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. He don't want you to become like Jesus. He doesn't want you to become like Jesus. no. So you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, since that's what we're up against, put on every piece, every piece of God's armor. So you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of. So you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will be standing firm. Once again, some of these are a little hard for us to grasp. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, And pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of it I don't totally get, and I've read it a lot of times. But it's a wonderful study, and it is something that helps us walk, becoming more like Jesus. Number five. (laughs) I will redirect my thoughts. I will re is that wrong? I will redirect my thoughts. Hmm. Most of our victories and most of our failures begin right here, in my mind, with our thoughts. If we want to become more like Jesus, that's what we're talking about. We must redirect our thoughts. Paul wrote to the Colossians, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Paul wrote to the Philippians, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Do I always do that? It is a process. Remember, this is an ongoing, lifelong process. When I think to myself, and wait a minute, I am preaching to me on this one, because I might be in the top 10% of offenders. How much time do I spend fixing my thoughts on God's Word? And how much time do I put into my brain stuff from the television and things that are not lovely and pure and wholesome and good? That's for me. You know, I'm just gonna be honest, I gotta watch it too. I need to redirect my thoughts. Last one on your notes. I will persevere. I will persevere. I think I skipped a verse where it says, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith, talking about fixing our eyes on Jesus. Remember that old song, turn your eyes upon Jesus? Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the eyes of his glory and grace. But we have to persevere. Another verse that has become very real to me in recent years is Hebrews 10:36. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Patient endurance this is not a 100-yard dash. The Christian life is not a sprint. The Christian life is a miracle. We're in it for the long haul. I am not telling you it's going to be easy. It is not. It is not. And especially as dark becomes darker in our world and we look like the weird, narrow-minded bigots when we stand up for biblical causes. It's hard, but we must have endurance. In Philippians 4.9, Paul put it this way. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received. Keep putting it into practice. Keep putting it in. Peter put it this way. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard. Work hard to prove that you really are among those who God has called and chosen. Make every effort. Make every It takes work. It takes perseverance. That's why it's talking about my part in becoming more like Jesus. Make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. Oh, pastor, this is good. I want to become like Jesus. I want to consecrate my life to him. And I don't think I can do it. First step. Just admit, blessed are those who recognize their own spiritual poverty. We recognize, I can't do it in my own strength, God. I'm not going to be able to do this. Recognize your own spiritual poverty. Okay, On closing. I tried something different this week. It won't be in there every week, but I wrote a prayer of application. And um, I'm going to read it the first, because I'm going to ask you who can pray it with integrity to pray it with me afterwards. But, like, if you don't read it the first time, like, you're just, like, reciting something and, like, oh, no, 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 I don't mean that. If you don't mean it, don't pray it. But if you do mean it, after we've read it, I've read it once, we'll pray it together. So here it is. It's in your notes. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that I am saved by grace through faith. I have right standing with you this is the whole sermon from two weeks put into one prayer i have right standing with you almighty and holy god i have experienced your justifying grace i am saved now sometimes we're embarrassed to say that because we think it sounds so old i'm saved glory i'm saved 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 if you don't like the word tough on you i am saved and i declare it glory to god anyways you know my heart father You know I want to be like your son, Jesus. I want to experience daily the reality of your sanctifying grace in my life. Help me to remember it's not a bunch of religious rules without your Holy Spirit, but a joint effort, your Holy Spirit working in and through me. I praise you as the Lord who sanctifies me. I humble myself before you confessing my inability to become more like Jesus in my own strength, I am weak. Please be strong in my weakness. Help me to daily, consistently be in your word, the Bible. Help me to not just read it, but do it. Holy Spirit of Jesus, help me to be a person of prayer. Jesus, fill me anew with your Holy Spirit and help me daily walk in the Spirit as that happens, produce in my life the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Teach me more about how to put on the whole armor of God, each piece, and then daily do it. Holy Spirit of Jesus, help me redirect my thought life. May this be not just a prayer I pray today. Help me to persevere daily, starting this week, I want to become more like Jesus, to experience his sanctifying grace in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's a prayer you can pray with integrity, I'm going to invite you to pray it with me. However, and maybe there's a part that you say, well, I want that because I'm not really going to do it. Okay, then don't pray that part. When we get to that sentence, just keep your mouth shut. No, 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 no. God wants us to be honest with him. You know, you're not fooling him. So, if if you can pray this prayer with sincerity, I invite you to join me, and we will pray out loud. Let's stand. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Thank you that I am saved by grace through faith. I have right standing with you, almighty and holy God. I have experienced your justifying grace. I am saved. You know my heart, Father. You know I want to be like your son, Jesus. I want to experience daily the reality of your sanctifying grace in my life. Amen. Help me to remember it's not a bunch of religious rules without your Holy Spirit, but a joint effort, your Holy Spirit working in and through me. I praise you as the Lord who sanctifies me. I humble myself before you, confessing my inability to become more like Jesus in my own strength. I am weak. Please be strong in my weakness. Help me to daily, consistently be in your word, the Bible. Help me to not just read it, but do it. Holy Spirit of Jesus, help me to be a person of prayer. Jesus, fill me anew with your Holy Spirit and help me to daily walk in the Spirit. As that happens, produce in my life the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Teach me more about how to put on the whole armor of God, each piece, and then daily do it. Holy Spirit of Jesus, help me to redirect my thought life, amen. May this be not just a prayer I pray today. Help me to persevere daily starting this week. I want to become more like Jesus, to experience his sanctifying grace in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The ushers are going to wait upon you for your tithes and offerings. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving to the ministries of Second Union Church. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. For operatory, we're going to sing What a Friend We Have in Jesus. It's number 473.